Bill? Jeez. Welcome to Hammer Don. Don. Number one uh, sports gambling podcast coming out of the PMI office. I am your host, Tone Diggs, joined by the 2-0 last night, Pat McAfee. Bingo, bingo, bingo. What's your record, 20-10 and 10 on the season? Yeah, 20-10 on the season. Is that good? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> Feels good to be here. Dumpy though. had the over last night. It didn't look good early. didn't look good in the third quarter, but in the end, never a doubt. That's a wild ride, Tony. I don't know how you play those totals. Um, I'll... I'll it's it's not for everyone. It is it is not for everyone. It takes a special person to bet the totals. Someone who does not bet the totals, someone with a wealth of NFL NFL football knowledge, former NFL GM, Lombardi Line host of the Lombardi Line GM Shuffle Pod, Mr. Michael Lombardi. Hey, why you bet against us last night, Paisan? I, uh, I I was on the wrong side last night. You know, my number said the say, the said the, the uh, Chargers. I just couldn't trust Anthony Lynn. I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh wow! It's a, Herbert is impressive. Bison. He's great. I tell you what. I keep saying this to people. They better be right in Miami. They better hope they're right in Miami. Because that's a tough that's a tough encore to come out to right there, huh? Hey, that conversation's going to happen for them for a long time until one of them wins or they both get extended, Tua or Herbert, because Tom Telesco told us on our show that if the Dolphins selected Herbert, they were okay taking Tua. Since they took Tua, they'll take Herbert. It's like that is going to be tough sledding for old Tua to keep up with what Herbert's been able to do thus far. Yeah, You know, it goes back to the draft when Rivers came out and Big Ben – and Eli, you know, those came out at the same time. And, you know, the, the Giants traded a boatload to get up from, I think, four to one just to get Eli. Mm-hmm. And they would have stayed right where they were. They could have had they could have had Rivers and it would have been just the same tale. So, you know, it, it, it was, uh, you know, it was interesting how it all works out. I mean, Eli won two Super Bowls and Phillip hasn't won any. So it makes the Giants trade doesn't seem as bad. But I don't know. The durability questions about Tua, you know, that that's what gets me. 1,000%. Because Herbert, I don't want to knock on wood. I mean, we talked about this morning on the show. He is 6'6", 240, and built very well uh, as far as we're talking about durability and just can make plays. And he has completely passed the eye test. When you talk about Anthony Lynn, what is it about Anthony Lynn that you don't trust? And why do you think it is that I think they've lost 13 out of their last 15 by less than less than seven points? Is there is that an Anthony Lynn issue? Well, I mean, they don't adjust. I mean, he said he's really at the mercy of his of his assistant coaches. And you know, when you go in there and the, the second half, why do they not play better in the second half? Their game plan in the first half is really good. They've scored 13 points in the third quarter this year. So you know, I mean, that's a real issue. You're, that means you're not really making adjustments. You know, you're not being able to make the adjustments you need to make in the game after you know you get off to a good start. You know, once again, they give up that two-minute drive at the end of the half that gets New Orleans back to within 10. You know, New Orleans had a chance to control the middle eight there. They scored seven at the end of the half, and they got the ball to start the second half. I thought they were going to close it down, you know. And, uh, you know, I I mean, New Orleans is a painful watch now. i got to tell you that. They're not an easy watch. That was the last thing – or that was the next thing I wanted to ask you about because Drew Brees did not look good in the second half, and we talked about it on the show yesterday. You said bankruptcy comes slow, and then it comes very fast. Is that what's going on with Drew Brees? Hey, first half, he looked even worse. Yes. Right? I, I thought, yeah, I mean, other than that throw to Jared Cook down the field that he kind of – that he wide that open. He, that he javelined into, you know, he ran through <laughs> into it. You know, I didn't think he had any – you know, I mean, I I think people are just mocking him to throw it up the field. I don't – I think that play got – I think the Chargers were shocked he would actually make that throw. 
Well, I mean, you used Taysom Hill more than Kamara in the first half, too. I hey, mean. the internet was hot on Taysom Hill last night in the first half. Now, I fell asleep for the second half, watched it back again this morning, but the internet was done with the Taysom Hill experiment is what they said. Everybody's talking about, you paid $16 million for this experiment. Every time it comes on, it's a gimmick play, and it didn't work in the first half. In the end, it ends up working out. But it is very interesting that Alvin Kamara kind of was not a piece of the puzzle early, especially with Michael De uh, Thomas being disciplined for getting into it with the coaches now, we've heard. Not only was there a fight, but then a disrespect to the coaches afterwards. Very interesting the way they're running things down there on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think they're in harmony down there. I think I think that I, I think that quarterback. I think there's a lot of disharmony down there because they're not getting the ball like they should. I mean, you know, Emmanuel Sanders got it, but he mm -hmm. didn't get it in a lot of places. He could do much with it after he caught it. I'm, I'm with you. I, I I don't feel good about their their. How are they going to beat anybody really good, dinking and dunking the ball like that? Because yeah, you you watched it and like the defense was just sitting on routes all night long, and then. That's probably why Jared Cook was so wide open because they expected him to sit down, and then he ended up running a, a flag route, and he was he was wide open. Yeah, and, and I mean, Sean's got to put. You know, it's like I wrote about this for the Athletic. The reason Taysom Hill comes in in the red zone is the same problems why the Colts have tried 17 field goals this year. When you have an immobile quarterback, you've got to be able to move the red zone. If you don't move people in the red zone, whether it's with reverse you know, nakeds, boots, some way to displace the defense where they're reacting. It's hard to fit the ball or run the perfect play. So Taysom Hill comes in and he runs that jet sweep and nobody rallies up for it because they're scared he's going to throw it and he runs in for a 10-yard touchdown. That's the problem the Colts have. They don't have anybody that can do that. They don't have anybody who can make that throw. You know, anybody who can move the pocket and, and Rivers is – Frank Wright has to call the perfect play in the red zone. That's why they're selling for so many field goals. This is so interesting. Every time you talk, I feel like I really legitimately learned something there. I had no idea that we had 17 field goals, and it's all due to the red zone performance. Sorry. The uh, vitamin thing that hit me in the throat <laughs> earlier was very strong. But the um, the thought hot rod uh, Blankenship down for the Colts, leading scorer in the NFL right now, 56 points with all those field goals you're talking about. I was wondering why. I was like, okay, why is the deal? It's because they can't score because of exactly what you're saying right there. And it's a shame with Phillip Rivers. The whole world has turned against him. Maybe he'll get hot and win a Super Bowl, but it feels like that is potentially a lost cause there. By the way, everybody else is talking about it at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, it's pretty obvious when you watch him in a big game. I mean, that was a big stage for him. Beating, not that Cleveland's a big stage, but they didn't bring him in to win nine games or ten games. They brought him in to beat the best teams in the AFC. That was the plan. And then you just leave there wondering, can he hand, what's going to happen when Baltimore starts playing? Or, or you know, he's got to go to Pittsburgh, or he's got to go to some of those teams that are really fast on defense. That's what worries me about Phillip. I, I, I look, I love Phillip. I love the competitiveness. But if you're Frank Wright, you got to be honest with yourself. You're kicking too many field goals. You're keeping games close. And the other thing about their defense, their defense needs to play 28 minutes, not 32. We were so to that point. We always talk about it on this show is third down conversion and red zone scoring. Uh, the Colts are 29th in red zone scoring, and then they are 27th on third down conversion. Jesus. So, and that's because he not. can't dial the perfect play. And then when you break them down, what we call four-point plays in the red zone. So four-point plays in the red zone, they're the best defensive team on four-point plays in the red zone, meaning it's third down in the red zone. And if we stop them, they're kicking a field goal. If they score, if they get the first down, they're going to get a touchdown. That's that four points. So we call them four point plays. They're the 29th team in the National Football League on four point plays. Huh. 
If Breeze goes like he does last night for a full game or two, is there any chance that Jameis here, Mike? I don't see it. I, I, I think these coaches, you know, that, and I think it messes up your team. Like, I, I, I wrote this today. You think T.Y. Hilton is happy the way Rivers is playing? <laughs> no way. He's a career 15.5 guy. He's got no touchdowns this year. He's averaging 12 yards a catch. I mean, I think that, that affects the locker room. I really do. I think the locker room knows – and they're waiting for the coaches to make a decision. And T.Y., by the way, will be very professional publicly. He's been named captain. He takes a lot of, you know, I think he's enjoying the potential leadership role that he's in. But you got to know that at some point, either he and his people or he and his family are like, it's a different year. We are just not. It is. that It can creep in, though, to how people feel about people, too, because you're affecting other people's livelihoods now at this point. I mean, it's. There's, that's the human aspect of it all. Whenever one person potentially starts to slump a little bit, other people's whole lives are slumping as well. It's very, it's fucking interesting, man. It's very, very interesting. Plays good against Cincy this week. Does it? Does it do any change? Does it change your mind? It may. It may keep the perception down. Like when Drew Brees went to Detroit and played really good. I think that lock. That's not who you brought him in to beat, Cincinnati. That locker room loves Jacoby too, Mike. If yeah, I know they do. I know they do. Jacoby has a natural cam newton like ability to lead people if it if he doesn't i'm sorry if he does play well against cincinnati it does what it does but if he doesn't play well against cincinnati that then then maybe it's gonna get loud it's gonna get very very loud <laughs> uh before we move on to tonight's game coming off of last night's game so the saints bucks and P panthers are all three and two in that division saints are minus 125 to win the division Bucks are plus 145 to win that division. Huh. And then the Panthers are plus 600 to win that division. Who are you taking, Michael? I'm probably going to take the Bucks, yeah. Only because I trust Todd Bowles' defense more than I do Dennis Allen. I mean, Dennis did some crazy things last night. You know, if Dennis plays cover three and just makes this guy not get into a zero blitz game and throw the ball up the field – you know, make them work 12 plays down. I mean, at some point, but with that bad offensive line the Chargers have, it's going to break down at some point. Mm -hmm. That left tackle, they had to pinch him in the game. Tevy, I mean, they had to take him out. <laughs> Herbert was getting his ass kicked. And you go zero pressure or you drop a coverage like they did late in the game for Mike Williams' touchdown. You know, it's just a killer. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I trust Todd Bowles. I think Todd Bowles is a really good coach. And I think Brady will get it going more offensively once he starts to get kind of what he needs. So I, I would take Tampa there. I don't trust New Orleans. I don't think you can dink and dunk. Yeah, what, do, what do you mean about that when Tom gets what he needs? Well, I think what Tom really wants is to be able to have – he needs a third down back so badly. He needs – Ronald Jones is a good player. He's a really good runner. He averages five, six yards a catch. That That's – Tom needs his James White. He needs his Kevin Falk. He needs his Deion Lewis. He needs somebody to be able to throw the ball to underneath that he could get it out of his hand quickly. I think eventually he'll get that, and I think he's I think he's messaging to the players. They're listening to him, so I think he's making progress down there. It's just it's a lot to overcome. I think he's in a strange situation. Can LaShawn McCoy be that guy when he's healthy? I don't think so. I don't, I'm not sure about that. You know, I, I don't know. You would think on, on paper, but I don't know where LaShawn is in his career. Remember, Andy Reid was deactivating him at the yes. end of the year last year. Yeah, I know. 
Um, I'm very intrigued how the Panthers do against a good defense in the Bears this weekend. Yeah, plus 600. That, 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 I'm not going to play that game because obviously my son's there, but it's going to be a good. That's going to be a good test. And the and the Panthers lost four defensive players on against Atlanta. They lost Burns, you know. They lost Jackson, the corner. Uh, I don't, and they lost two other guys in the Burns game. Is, I don't know if they're all going to be back or not. Burns, uh, Panthers, Bears on Sunday. Yeah, Burns is a he's a huge loss. Where's your son at? Well, I have one in Carolina and I have one in, in New England. I didn't know you had one in Carolina as well. How yeah. about that? Hey. Yeah, he's the genius. You know, he's well. He thinks he's the genius. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys just love fo- growing up. It was a lot of hey, this is football. This is how it goes. Here, let me teach you some stuff. We, you know, when they, they were really little, I used to teach them plays. And when I was a, when I was a, when I was in college, I used to go to coaching clinics throughout the country. And I, and I went to one with Bobby Bowden, and Bobby Bowden was smart at Florida State. He named all his plays after cars because he thought the players would remember them. Oh. So I just taught the kids how to run different routes, and I named them after cartoon Batman, Robin, Superman, you know. <laughs> and, they, and you should see when they're like five years old, they're running in the backyard. They, I said, let's run Batman. Man, they line up and run it. It was the best. That's awesome. Because <laughs> talking to you during the show – now, granted, your picks have been fucking freezing cold. I mean, it's no it, doubt. No but doubt. you're gonna get hot. I'm not, I'm not worried. No, but talking to you, like whenever you talk football, it's like it is a mesmerizing. It's like very enlightening. So I appreciate the living hell out of it, Michael. I will let you know today is Amazon Prime Day, and with my 100 foot garden hose and my life water straw, By I the actually way, congrats on thank my you. Hose. I actually did buy your your book this morning. Hey, okay. Oh, so I am, thank you. I appreciate. It. I would have sent you one. I have a couple here left. Support uh, this. You know, fourteen ninety nine. It's not. You know, this, this whole thing with with picking. Like last night, you know, when I keep track of all my numbers. My number. I should have taken this. The the the. I had the I had the Chargers, but I haven't had any confidence in my rankings enough to really feel like. And I just didn't trust them. Like I had it as a five point seven game. And you know you're getting seven. I should have taken the, but I didn't trust the try. I think what well, I'm getting messed up is, and I think this is what happens to a lot of us is you react to last week. You know you react to the week before. Uh. You know, and so Anthony Lynn let me down the week before, so I'm not going with him this week. So after last night, I just said to myself, I'm just going to play the board the way it comes, and I'm not going to mess around. Hey, let's go. We're here for that. <laughs> That's an incredible transition into tonight's game, and I know it says Bills at Titans plus three and a half. I've been telling Gumpy, I've been fucking waiting all day. We get just this? moved to three points. <laughs> really? It just moved to three. So it's now Bills at Titans plus three, which I told them earlier today was going to be an automatic play on the Bills for me. Yeah, sure. The Titans are 3-0, and but they're 0-3 against the spread. They've beaten the Broncos, the Jags, and the Vikings. They had to come back to do it against the Vikings. On the other hand, the Bills have beaten the Dolphins, the Rams, and the Raiders. When you look at the stats... I just think the Bills are the better team. Sometimes, you know, don't overthink it. And I think I'm just going to go with the Bills tonight. So I'm just going to go ahead and make a pick before anyone else does. I'm taking the Bills. Attaboy, Tone, pick it on Tuesday night. (laughs) How about that? A Tuesday night game pick. Attaboy, Tone. Mike, what do you got? You know, I I have this as a pick game. So I'm going to take Tennessee and the three and a half that I was going to get. Yeah, trust it. You know, and I, and I think that, I, I mean, look, conversely, when you look at Buffalo, they play a lot of close games. I, I, I thought the Raiders, that was a four-point game. You know, they ended up winning by seven. Yeah. I thought the Raiders, and the Raiders didn't have half their team there. Now, I'm worried about the the lack of, of talent on the Tennessee offense in terms of Humphreys isn't going to play and Corey Davis. 
But this Tennessee offense is really good, and Buffalo hasn't been able to play the run very effectively. So uh, I'm counting on that, and you know I think it's I think it'll be a close game. I'm just going to if it were three, I'd probably lean towards Buffalo. And by the way, there um, there isn't really anything going on as far as as money wise. You got 58 percent of the tickets on Buffalo, uh, and then 62 percent of the money's on Buffalo. So the tickets and the money are kind of matching. Uh, so there's nothing really going on with that uh, table. What do you got? I, I I knew it was coming to us, and after listening to Paisan there and Diggs, both state incredible cases there for both. I'm excited to hear what Gumpy has to say. <laughs> Gumpy, what do you what do you go with Gump? Any bombs? Any nukes over there that I need to know before the table makes our investment into this evening's Tuesday night football game? I didn't love the three and a half, but the Bills are three and one against the spread this year. <laughs> Four and one against the spread. Their last five as a road favorite. Eight, two and two. Their last twelve against the spread on the road. Six, two and one against the spread versus teams with a winning record. And the road team in this meeting, the last five is four and one against the spread. And you could take all those stats, but there's one major reason why I'm taking the Bills tonight because I stand with the Shield. The National Football League. That's why I'm taking. That's right. The you don't go. Out, that's right. You don't go out and have that's, unsanctioned practices and get away with it. Okay. Th- that's right. That's hundred percent right. And for that reason, I think I am taking the Titans plus three. I think I'm taking the Titans plus three. And it's not because Josh Allen, right? I love Josh Allen. I think he's playing incredible football. In a couple of years, we'll be able to talk about him being one of the goats, hopefully. You know what I mean? In a couple of years, we'll be able to do that. And I like, I like all of that. But for me, Tuesday night football, at home, new routine for the travel squad. There's going to be 9,000 fans there. Not that that's going to be too much, but Derrick Henry has relaxed and rested for a couple of weeks now. And I don't know if he had COVID or not and if that beat him up, but it feels like their potential team and their strategy and the way they do things – like not having practice isn't going to hurt them as much as it might hurt other teams because of about timing and route concepts and all that shit. I think they, I think the Titans plus three. I don't know if I like it or not, especially after everything Gumpy said there. And I also like the under for this evening. Oh, uh, I like the under, which I believe is fifty two and a half. Fifty two and a half. Fifty two and a half. Yeah, that's pretty high. That is very high. Though. I think it's pretty high. Imagine for, like a year or two ago and being like defenses. The reason it's high is because both defenses are not very good. Both defenses, uh, the the Titans give up a four the titans are giving up 5.8 yards per carry so the, the the bills are in the high fours i mean both teams can allow the other team i mean i no, take like, back like, the underbet i take back the underbet <laughs> like, like tone like tone said the you know like they barely beat jacksonville they barely beat denver you know they barely beat minnesota they, they barely won get they've been in close games and you know, I, I think they'll be in a close game again tonight because Buffalo's been in close games too. I mean, I know they beat the Jets; that wasn't. But you know, when you go back and watch the, the yeah. Rams game, the Rams blew that game. Yep. Right. Rams had a huge lead on them, and then the Raider game I thought was a little tighter than it was. I think I'm with you, Pat. Josh is playing great. I, if you told me the line's only three, I would take the Bills at three and a half. I think that hook makes a difference. That's why it is a close game. It's an interesting game. So to your point. So what did he take? T- he. He took, I took the cut. Go ahead. I, 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 are, are you telling me the line's only three? At FanDuel, it's down to three. Yeah. So I'm on a FanDuel show, so I, I got to take, <laughs> take Oh, so you're at the Bills? <laughs> so, so am I the only one on the Titans right now? The leader stands alone. Oh, no, I don't like it. Michael, I'm, here, I'll ask I'm you this. Get rid of my underbet, though. I'll, I'll my underbet is gone. Since it was three and a half all day, 
I'll give, you, I'll give you the option. Do you feel more comfortable with the Titans at three and a half or the Bills at three? Well, I feel more comfortable with, with, with the Bills at three. Okay. I think the Bills win the game. I really do. I think the Bills are the better team. They've been practicing. The Titans are going to run out of gas at some point, you'd think, wouldn't you, Mike? Yeah, what? I think the conditioning's going to matter. I think all that. You know, Let me see and the weather on There's the 70 secret like practices. And I thought the line, and honestly, the line moved to three, and I think that's why people were waiting for that. Hold so, on. Yeah. Hold on. You're on the Bills plus three? Minus, minus three, I mean? Yeah. You're on you the bill, have, you're yeah. on the Bills minus three. Yeah, you're on the Bills minus three. You got it. It's gonna be a tough day for us. I'm on the Bills minus three. <laughs> okay. I am on the Bills minus three. This is a team show. I would like to either celebrate with everybody or be miserable with everybody at the top of the mountain. If we're all doing it, we're all doing it. It's Tuesday night. This is not normal. I got the Bills. Minus Let me three. tell you a little bit that that may make you feel better too. Tennessee is number 32 in the league in stopping the run. If if that helps, not that five point eight, they're giving up five point eight to carry. Yeah, but so, fuck. So me saying that, but then Buffalo is number 20, 29 in yards per rush. Do you just? I know, I know, but you know, I, I, and I'm with you. But I just think at the end of the day, when you're bad practicing against the run and you haven't practiced, how good are yep. you going to be without practice? So then on the other side, everyone's like, well, Tennessee will probably run the ball. Buffalo's number 17 in opponent yards per rush, and Tennessee is actually number 26 in yard. They're, they're only averaging 3.8 a yard, but does that matter with Derrick Henry? Is that part of the process? Yeah, I mean, Henry hasn't gotten it going. I mean, he's at 3.9 a carry so far this year. He hasn't been the man. Yeah, but everybody knows he's going to run. And at the beginning, they say they're just beating him down in the first half. No, never mind. Why am I even saying this? No, nah, yeah, he's not going to get it going tonight. <laughs> the Bills are a tough team under Sean McDermott. I mean, that is a tough squad. And Josh Allen's playing MVP like. This is Josh Allen's uh, moment to show the world that he's yep. got, you know, MVP aspirant. We'll see. It is. I think that's, that, that's the other thing. And then, you know, look, let's face it. This Tennessee defense, I mean, you know, they, they have four sacks on the season. They don't rush the passer very well. But, you know, Jeffrey Simmons has got one. Clowney doesn't get near it. I mean, they're, they're going to have time to throw the football. Titans are 3-8. and eight. Their last 11 against the spread at home as well. <sighs> Ever heard of it, dude? All right. It seems like I mean, the... I, I, my, my whole rationale was the hook. I think it's a three-point game. I really do. I think, I think if you get it three or less, you take it. All right. Let's take it. You heard we us just we, just... we just, in a roundabout way, all went Bills minus three tonight. We Agreed. I mean, we basically went through a process. That's a that's a good way. Yes. We reached a conclusion through collaborative thinking. We talked it out. By the way, that's good business there. That's what has to happen in good business. Maybe your idea isn't the best. And if somebody gives you a better one and explains why, I mean, let's go ahead and take it and let's make the most of it. As Al Davis used to say to me all the time, fuck it. I'm not looking to be consistent. I'm looking to be correct. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to... Just win, baby. <laughs> just win. Just baby. win, baby. We're going to leave you on that, and we're going to hopefully just win tonight with Bills minus three. Michael, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Good luck tonight. Thanks, Mike. Thank Talk you, Talk to you Thursday. Son. Good luck to all of us tonight. Thank you so much for listening to Hammer Down. Uh, send all your all your picks and all your winners and stuff like that to at Hammer Down on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we'll feature those. If you have anything that you want us to talk about, send it in. Can't thank you enough. We will see you Thursday, 3.30 p.m., same time, same place. Hammer. Done. Done.